Hello all, Ben Mitchell here with the last Squiggly Podcast Minnesota from last week's Encounters Festival in Bristol. We're going out on a strong note with seven brilliant filmmakers from the last batch of competition screenings sharing insights into their process. From the program A Look Inside, we'll be meeting Sean Vickery, director of The Nose, Samantha Moore, who made the film Loop, both commissioned for the Wellcome Trust, plus Francisca Viela talks about her hand-drawn film A Better Situation. From the Art and Design program, we have Paul McKelvey on his film Rorschach Cristal, David Buob, director of Me By You, and we hear more from Frederick Siegel about his Lutzen graduation film Ruben Leaves. Frederick also appeared during our Minnesota series for the Click Amsterdam Animation Festival late last year, if you're interested in hearing more. Finally, from the earlier program, It's Only Natural, we have Marco Dieschka, director of Ghost Town. So let's barrel forward, shall we, and hear what they all have to say. Okay, everyone, thanks very much. This is the last, I believe, Q&A session for Encounters, and uh, we're combining two screenings today because there was a bit of a conflict earlier. So these are filmmakers from Animation 5 and 6, and one, I think, from Animation 4, was it, or 3? It was yesterday, at least. But at any rate, we'll go down the line. If everyone could introduce themselves, tell us a little bit about yourself and your film. So if we start from this end. Sure. Hi, my name's Sean Vickery. My film was in Annie 5, and it was called The Nose. And it was an art, science, music collaboration. It was a collaborative piece uh, kind of funded by the Wellcome Trust, where I worked with a scientist, a specialist in genetics and olfaction from the Cambridge and the folk musician Sam Lee and made a kind of semi-autobiographical piece about stuff that I was going through with my mum which she was suffering from dementia and how smell can uh, works as a, a transportative kind of thing that, that literally can take you somewhere else and I constructed a kind of metaphorical landscape out of found objects for that physiological process of olfaction. Sounded really good. Did it? Yeah, I know, it sounded really convincing. Um, My name's Samantha Moore, and I directed Loop, which was um, a short in the Animation 5 um, programme. And uh, it was um, commissioned by Animate Projects, funded by Wellcome Trust Large Arts Award. And Loop was made in collaboration with Dr. Serge Mostoy at Imperial College London, making work about microbiology and the pathogen Shigella and how it's dealt with inside your cells. Um, But what I was really interested in was the way that scientists talked about their work and the way, like, they all talked exactly the same way about it, like, more or less using similar words. And yet when I put a pencil in their hand and said, draw it they were like and then they were like totally different from each other which I found super interesting because it seemed like they never there were things they never discussed and things which really came out from having kind of done these drawings so the film was based on their drawings and was really a kind of more like a discussion about the way that science is creative and talkative and gets things wrong and doesn't care and um, is much more like art than any of us give it credit for I guess so Hi there guys, my name is Paul McKelvey, my film was just showing in the Annie 6 um, showing um, and it was called Rorschach Crystal, which is a kind of experimental stop motion piece that features actually uh, real things, it's not CGI or anything like that, it's all captured in camera and stuff like that um, and it's a bit of a play with the um, with symmetry, with what different people see, you know, from with all different films we all see different things and it's I'd like to hear what you guys see in the visuals that you see in front of you. So, that's me. Thank you. 
my name is Francisca Villela and I was showing in the screening Animation 5 and my film is A Better Situation. That is a film made by Hantro Animation and well, that's it. <laughs> okay, my name is David Buop. Uh, I had a film now in the program number six. It was quite in the middle, maybe you don't remember, but it is called Me by You. Also hand-drawn animation, all on paper, every frame on a A4 paper, no computer involved, and yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, my name is Frederick Siegel, and I made the film Ruben Leaves. Um, it was the last one in the previous program, Any Six. It was my graduation film from the Lucerne School of Art and Design in Switzerland. And, yeah, it's about the guy uh, who has OCD. That's it. Hello, I'm Marco Dieszka. I came from Croatia, and uh, this is my first time in Bristol. And um, my film is screened yesterday, uh, Animation 4. Uh, it's called Ghost Town, and it's based... It's actually a genre movie about war, and it's uh, ba uh, inspired by the true, true events which is happened in my home city. And it's like 10 minutes... <laughs> Do the animation into your paint. Yeah. It's That's it. Because um, this evening we're a little bit tighter on time. I'm going to start with the audience if anyone has any questions. If anyone has anything they want to ask now. Yeah. Uh, Martin, could you elaborate on in which way is this a true story, the animals uh, interacting with the civil servant? Uh, because uh, during that period, uh, actually, animals uh, run off from the zoo. In my home city, they were like walking around the city. And um, the main character is my father, actually, because he was like stuck in the city because he was like obligated to to hold a job, you know. And all the other people went off, like uh, kids and uh, women. So, on like older people and uh, males, they just stay in the city because you know it's just, it was just like this, and uh, that's why it's called like ghost town for real, like in this small period, yeah. But I didn't want to point out this situation because I was thinking of maybe it's better if it's not localized story so everyone can understand and also interpret in different ways, yeah. well, like the, uh, symbolically. Animals are very skinny. Yeah. Under, under yeah. Be yeah, because I suppose that if they're in from the zoo, probably they don't have instincts and they're like uh, hungry, you know, nobody take care of them, so. It was a chaotic period. Well, the question is kind of made to everyone. Uh, but it's about approaches <coughs> to narrative. So, Ruben Leeds and Ghost Town is quite, is telling a story um, about certain things. Uh, whereas other ones, such as the um, Volchak one, is more about objects and about perception and when you've got the, the, the documentaries, well, just documentaries which are documenting something. Different approaches to narrative, but coming at narrative from different angles. I mean, I, it's kind of the general question to anyone who wants to answer. What's your approach to interpreting your experiences or the data or the, the, the items that you're showing uh, in terms of narrative? Do you reject narrative as yeah, your, your views on it, your I just wanted to say that in my film, this 
the one of the points of it was to try and disrupt the narrative because in science generally science research is obviously ongoing and theories are being tested but the way science is perceived is normally as something finished and it has an answer and it's in black and white and it's printed in a textbook and that's correct until it's found out actually it wasn't correct at all so one of the things I wanted was that the narrative should be disrupted each of the voices kind of changes slightly and sometimes they actively disagree with each other a cell is like a ball no a cell is not like a ball you know and so it was really important that you know I think that's what an interesting thing you can do with documentary is kind of is sort of set up those expectations of narrative and then slightly subvert them which um, is also one of the points of the film anybody else yeah Yeah. um and and the same with my piece which is interesting as well that I mean there's a narrative in that in the nose which um is more about the process as well in that while I was making it my mum was suffering from dementia really you know it was the and she died while I was making the film so and when I went to film her at the beginning she's actually my mum in a care home you know and I'd go and visit her and kind of I'd done a lot of kind of backwards and forwards visiting her while I was making the film and you sit there in the in the care home you know and it smells of urine and disinfectant so I did a lot of hand holding and interestingly you know she was inhabiting multiple landscapes at once you could you could talk to her and she'd be kind of an old woman and a child and all these it was almost like a quantum space that she was in and so I worked that into the film into my response working with the folk musician um, Sam Lee and working with Dr Darren Logan um, and because we talked about the things in a general way but I took it and made it personal and also I used the there was objects in there so that the the thing you know, there's an implied narrative in there and it's quite personal to me, but you wouldn't know that from seeing it. There's no CGI in the film. Again, there's no 3D CGI anyway. It's all uh, objects with provenance and um, compositing. So the flowers in there are real bits of honeysuckle that I took from my mum's garden that was all overgrown and desolate. And, and the little... Uh, one thing that Darren talked about was the way we use olfactory signalling, which are like electri- electrical charges. That um, what's, and it's, what's interesting about those is that they bypass the, the reason that, that smell fe- feeds so strongly into memory is that it bypasses the conscious mind and feeds straight into the subcortical regions. So you're, it's directly mainlined to the hippocampus and places. So that's that's the angle that I went at, and so I took. You know, it's weird serendipity, but at the same time, my cousin had gave me a bag of Standard 8 films that had been shot in the 1930s by my grandfather of my mum as a child, and she was born in India. So um, I used those snippets as the electrical charges and kind of worked them into the flowers from her garden and kind of made this whole thing very... But you wouldn't know that unless I told you. So the way, you know, to go back to your question, my approach to narrative, I like working things in there on lots and lots of different layers that emerge maybe on repeat viewings and and it's about context rather than spoon feeding okay so um with with my film for instance uh, it's quite short it is very driven by the music and it was also influenced by the way that i ended up shooting and the type of footage that i got from the things that i shot so the the tracks called uh, macro structures which is kind of also what my film is about it's you know little tiny minerals and gemstones and stuff that i photographed um and there was lots of test shots that really worked and lots that didn't um and so for me my kind of narrative very loose narrative was what symmetry visuals i could pull out of the footage that i have and what i thought would be interesting for the 
you know, for, for the viewers. And it ended up being a lot shorter than I'd anticipated, just because I thought this track really fitted for what it was. It could have been longer. It was a, it was a bit of a mixture, really, in terms of the narrative for me. Uh, well, in my film, uh, the narrative was difficult because at the beginning I have like different ideas and I have draw everything and then it was everything like chaotic. But then I made, I was like parallel made the, making the song for the film. So I think like the song make like an structure for the things I, I, I have draw. It's like a structure of a song, I have to say. Uh, my film probably was also one of the more narrative films in the program, even though I'm not considering it so narrative. But um, actually, I'm maybe not so about uh, if it's narrative or not so narrative. I'm more like if it's um, interested uh, or I like if there's some space left, you know. I mean, what I maybe don't like so much uh, if it's straight in your face, if, 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 if you're... If the director wants to tell you this thing and and everybody's understanding, ah, I I understood and uh, a lot of audience like this. You sometimes you, you, you on a festival you you really notice that everybody is like ah, I got the message in the audience and everybody's happy because uh, that was the film about the, uh, how to be happy. Uh, in which program it was with with the uh, dopamine uh, which you get. So audience gets some um, dopamine because they understood uh, what the director wants to tell you. And I get the crisis, <laughs> so I got the uh, negative dopamine. And um, so yes, I like uh, basically if there's some space left for uh, private interpretation and you know, and there is some, it could be non-narrative or very abstract or it could be very narrative in some sense, but still, Everybody can have a little bit different approach, and there's, you know, uh, more. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing to add to that. I, I think the same. That's that's also how I thought for my film, and usually for all my films, that I, I want to tell a story, or I have a story in mind, or I have a, like a, something I want to say, but I don't want to say it in the most straight way. I just want to to do something, and then maybe the viewer can interpret things differently so yeah and I hope I could do that with my film so yeah maybe my film is documentary but yeah there is one festival actually of documentary <laughs> films and they put my film in in programs so maybe it is I don't know I think mine is somehow a little bit autobiographical how do you say that yeah and it's a little bit yeah inspired by me so maybe that's also kind of documentary <laughs> um yeah i would consider i consider myself to be an animated documentary maker and i know that that term can be kind of problematic i would say that no animated documentary maker ever makes straightforward documentaries because if we did why would we bother to animate them that would be a waste of time i think animation brings something can bring something really special to the kind of real you're not representing reality as everybody sees it you can represent reality as some people see it and whether it's an individual autobiographical or whether it's something quite different like dementia yeah and I, i'm easy you know if you think it's a documentary it's great i don't mind i mean it could for me i'm not really 
you know, I move because I work as an artist as well and, and use animation as part of my practice. So I do other things as well. So it's so I'm kind of happy with fluid boundaries, really. And I'm, I'm, I kind of don't really go for labels, you know. So, yeah. Okay, well, I, I think we all sort of, now we know who everyone is and what everyone's done, if you want to sort of chat with the filmmakers more sort of informally afterwards. But I think they're going to want the room back in a sec. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, thank you very thank much, everyone, for talking to us. And that's all she wrote. If you want to learn more about the filmmakers, check out their websites, seanvickery.com, samanthamore.co.uk, paulmckelvey.co.uk, franciscaviela.com, that's V-I-L-L-E-L-A, davidbuab.de, fredericksiegel.ch, and marcodieschka.com, that's Marco with a K, last name D-I-E-S-K-A. Many thanks to all the filmmakers who took the time to talk to me, as well as the other Encounters festival goers. Thanks also to Kieran Argo and Kelly Hasbury for their assistance. And of course, thanks very much to you for joining us. And I hope you found these filmmaker Q&As insightful and inspirational. And to cynically cash in on that state of mind, you might wish to check out my recently released book, Independent Animation, Developing, Producing, and Distributing Your Animated Films, a look at some of the best indie animated films of late, featuring exclusive insights from some of the leading artists in the field. It's available now from crcpress.com and all major retailers. And now that this series is over with, don't despair. We'll be back shortly with the next episode of our podcast series, Intimate Animation, where we'll be meeting the team behind the fantastic film Ivan's Need, which screened as part of the Encounters Late Lounge last week. So we're keeping the old festival flame alive a little longer. And of course, for all our regular news, reviews, interviews, podcasts, videos, and features, follow us on Twitter at Squiggly, Facebook.com slash Squiggly Magazine, and the website is squiggly.com. Thanks again and see you around.